Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Today's topic is one that man has wrestled with forever and, in fact, bespeaks power struggles that many of us are caught up in. And the topic is let's recognize things that are beyond our control, which, frankly, friends, is everything but what you do and say. The maya, a Hindu term, the illusion of control, blocks your peace. So be true to you. You aren't the only one learning lessons on this stage. And then thank you always, love, for everything just the way it is. And I thought the taglines, I need to tell you, today I needed to hear this, and I'd been away, and I rushed in to read everything. And the tagline, only you can be you. Keep that in your heart and your mind as we listen to Be Still Thy Soul and prepare to talk today about letting go of the illusion of control. The call-in number is 646-595-3584, and you are encouraged to call in. Thank you. Be Still Thy Soul by Anil. It was developed for Firing the Grid. Firing the Grid is reminding all of us that we are important parts of this planet system and helping to give meaning to the idea of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. The goodness is within us. Be still thy soul. Please breathe in and out as you listen to this and remember only you can be you as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, I am enough. Only I can be I. Only I can be me.
make me one source of light. Me, one source. You don't have to be the whole light, just one source. So only I can be me. I am enough. And I am a needed part of all that is, my friends. Because those times when all around me there is chaos and I can stay true to my inner self, I can pull my inner self onto the stage, I can be kind, I can be loving, I can be caring, I do not need to pull about personalities, but instead look at dysfunctional behavior and work to fix it. When I can do those things, when you can do those things, life will be more peaceful. Life will, I promise you, be more peaceful. This morning, oh, excuse me, my tongue my tongue twisted there. This morning, I want to send embracing, loving energy to Micah Ariano Blake, whose mother is in this at this moment is passing. She is saying her final goodbyes. Having been there with my parents, I know how sad that is for mankind and how good it was for my parents. And I cannot mourn their being so happy. I can miss them. I can be sad when I don't have them to talk to. But those things are about me. I cannot mourn their passing to the other side because as my mom said on December 23rd, and she passed on the 25th, Margaret, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. My friends, if I can spend the rest of my life doing something that I love to do more than anything else, it would be to help each and every one of you who are listening to me now and who will be listening in the future know that it's so beautiful and it's yours. There is nothing you need to do, no magic word you need to say. There is nothing you need to do. Put that on your refrigerator as a magnet. You are enough. God loves you perfectly as you are. As Neil Donald Walsh said in his book, um, I don't know, one of his friendship with God's or conversation with God's books, and I'm not sure which one, that God was really, really, really sorry for Hitler, for the choices Hitler made. But he was also really, really, really sorry for all the people who participated in Hitler's unloving decisions. And friends, I think that's where we are on a daily basis. As we're looking around at the drama, at the chaos, at the pain that is occurring at the hands of others, we need to ask ourselves, am I a participant? And how am I participating? Am I participating in love by modeling, caring, loving behavior? Or I am, am I participating by stirring, stirring, stirring? And if so, why do I need to do that? And then in the snap of your fingers, you can move to being a participant in love. There is nothing you have done, nothing you have said, that binds you 
to poor choices, to unloving choices, and any choice you make that is designed to bring someone else down, to make someone else be who you want to be, them to be, instead of focusing on yourself, is an unloving choice. I'm not talking about in the workplace not counseling and coaching and helping people to be more. That's not unloving. But it is unloving to engage in gossip. It is unloving to bully. It is unloving to speak poorly of people with no reason. Or perhaps there is a reason you're unhappy with yourself. So where am I today? I guess I'm a little bit in all of those things that we've just been talking about. I have been um, the subject of someone just not liking me for many, many, many months. Many, many, many months. And during the course of that time, that person would go to people who had power over me and would say to them things to demonize me, to belittle me. Now, those people, I'm sure, today would like to think that they weren't influenced by those things, that those things didn't matter at all to them. But they clearly did. They clearly did, as bit by bit by bit, I was harassed and bullied for being who I am, both a good lawyer and a good person. And I was never given a chance to speak. I was never given a chance to give my side of the story. The only solution I was given was to get this person to like me because I wasn't doing anything wrong in relationship to my job. I was performing my job well despite the behavior around me and that continued as true. But it doesn't mean that I didn't try to twist myself into being someone different. I didn't try to make myself into what the people in power wanted. But I didn't know what they wanted. And in the end, my friends, I was left being me. Just being me. And that's really all we all have, is being ourself. I tried everything. I realized today that I even gave the person who was demonizing me the watch that my old employer gave when I left my job to come to this job. And I gave them that watch, and I shouldn't have, I realize now. Because, number one, I don't have a lot of sentimental attachment to things. And, number two, I don't wear a watch. And, number three, she needed a watch. That's simple. She needed a watch. But there was nothing I could do, and there's no better evidence of that. There's nothing I could do to make her like me. There was nothing I could do to control how she was going to act about me. And yet I beat myself up for months. And bit by bit, probably the effects of that came to be a part of me, and I had to let that go. And I had to let go the retaliation that came after I complained. And there might be some who says, well, who say, well, you know, the retaliation hasn't been investigated yet. Friends, think about it for a minute. 
does someone finding that you weren't retaliated against make you feel less retaliated against? No. It makes you feel more retaliated against. And for a midnight minute, I don't believe that the investigation will show that I wasn't. But that isn't what it's about. It's about letting go of caring about what other people think and being your highest self. It's about using the stage, the chaos, the drama, the mean-spiritedness, when you feel yourself wondering, why would people want to think these thoughts about me? As an opportunity to show who you really are. And I hope I've done that over the last 17 months. But even if I haven't, I'm starting now to do that. And the same is true for all of you. I don't have control over other people. Now, how do we go about doing all this? Well, there's a great book written. There's a great book. It's by Don Miguel Reese called The Four Agreements. And we need to get this book into your hands. But frankly, I don't know if you need to have the whole book. It's it's full of lots of stuff that's interesting. What you need to do is just go over to a Barnes and Nobles or go online to Barnes and Nobles and look at the book cover. Right there on the um I know there's something that's called this this edge of the book that opens and closes. It used to it used to be we had hard covers, now we have paper. Well there's a fold out sheet there on the one I'm looking at and I don't think they've changed a lot. And it gives you a preview of what you're going to be reading and those four agreements can be structured into your life. And they will mean what they mean for you. But they are a roadmap to peace during the time of chaos, during the time when others are making you feel, because you allow them to, less than you are. During those times when you are anguished, during those times when your heart feels like it's being pulled out of your chest as you are wondering, why would anyone think this about me? Look at my life. Look at my career. Look at my children. Why would anyone say such evil, mean-spirited things about me? But before we go to the four agreements, we're going to spend a little bit of time meditating here today and getting ourselves centered again. And we're going to talk about what do you do when your mind gets consumed with anger because someone is spreading garbage about you. What do you do? It's kind of a simple thing and... I've, um, somebody just wrote that the Four Agreements is just a little itty-bitty book, and they are so right. They are so right. It's just a little book. And there's a Four Agreements website, apparently. I normally don't flip to chat, but I held a sense there was something there I needed to go, and there it was. So there you have it. So what are you going to do to protect yourself? Because you don't have the power to stop the behavior of others. You don't have the power to stop the mean-spirited words that others choose to issue or say. You don't have any power over anyone else. And when you let that person or persons have power over you, When you give them power over you, then you are 
you are interfering with your journey to peace because you suddenly are allowing your mind to be consumed with something that you cannot change. So you look at what they're saying, and if there's any part of it that you agree with, change that part of you. And if you don't agree with the rest of it, don't let your mind get all consumed with the pain and suffering of it. Instead, do two things. Put the person's name on a sheet of paper. A little post-it tab works fine. And tape it backwards to a mirror. So that you send back to that person the negative energy they're seeking to inject into your life. Because it is then they are the winners. And we don't need to have winners in life, my friends. We all just need to be equal players. And that really is crucial to this idea of control. There are people who need to tell you they are your boss, and then there are people who work with you for an ultimate conclusion. The people who need to keep reminding you they are your boss are the people who are glomming on to power for the sake of holding power. They are not trying to reach the ultimate objectives. They are like the feudal lords with their knights of their round table, circling, trying to make sure that you deliver for their benefit, not for the overall benefit of all. So don't give people who say negative things to you power over you. Remember, you are an equal player. You are needed as a part of all that is. There is no gemstone in this ring of life that is more vital than you. So put the person's name on a piece of paper and tape it onto your mirror and send back to them what they are giving to you and do not let it touch you. Now, when a friend of mine told me to do that, I thought, well, I wasn't sure. But I did. And I felt by putting the name there, and I put it up in a place so that I don't go in very often, it was amazing. Because really that was the most I could do. Even if it isn't effective, it was effective to get it out of my mind because there was nothing more I could do. So the person wasn't all a part of my mind all the time. I didn't need to go around talking, trying to work it out, trying to get people to validate me. I am valid. You are valid. And the next thing is something I learned in a program uh, for women who love alcoholics. And in those days, we called it a resentment. And we were having this resentment towards our our alcoholic lover. Now, I guess I've outed myself. I can out myself as an Al-Anon, I think. It's just that you can't out me. <laughs> I'm joking. You're not a member. Anyway, so what did we learn to do with resentments? Generally, once again, resentments arise from the people's behavior around you that you don't like. But what did we just talk about a moment ago? You can't tell somebody how to live. You can't tell. You can, but that doesn't mean they'll do it. You cannot make someone live as you want them to live. You cannot make someone say the things you want to hear. You can't make someone not drink. And what's scary is, is even when they're acting in a way you don't like, saying things you don't want to hear and drinking, sometimes... You can't make yourself not love them. So what do you do if you're going to hang around in the chaos of life? If you have no place to go, if it's at your job, if it's in your home life, if it's in your church, 
wherever it is, if it's with your friends, what are you going to do? You're going to stay. If you're staying and you can't leave and you're caught in a situation outside your control, then what I learned is true is that about 10 seconds before a thought comes into your mind, you know it's coming. Now, because you give yourself permission to have every thought you have. I personally feel the thought at the back, uh, just at the base of my skull. I don't know where you folks do. You'll have to figure that out for yourself. But I I know that I'm going to think about um, Malcolm X. Or I know I'm going to think about, um, see, I don't know Malcolm X. That's why I selected that name. I know I'm going to think about Jesse James. Or I know I'm going to think about Ronald Reagan. Or I know I'm going to think about Custer. Whoever I'm going to think about, I know. I can feel it, and I also can feel myself giving myself permission to think about that person. So what I do is, the minute I feel that, I say, I send to Malcolm X, I send to Jesse James, I send to Ronald Reagan, I send to General Custer, everything that I want in life for myself. I ask that they have peace joy, prosperity, safety, security, love, companionship. Everything that I want for myself, I send to them. Now, when I first start off doing that, let me tell you, (laughs) the first day, I'm probably doing that like 60 times a minute, um, maybe a little bit less, but not much. And the second day, I'm doing it maybe 60 times an hour that I'm awake. And the next day, I'm doing it four times. And the next day, I'm not thinking about that person at all because I'm focused on where I need to be, on me, and how I am acting in this time of chaos. So let's go to the four agreements in just a minute. And while we're doing that, we're going to play a piece of music that's a little bit long for new meditators, but it's it's a nice one. It's called Farthest Shore. And if you're an old meditator, you're going to love it. Farthest Shore. Because peace for many people seems like it's on the farthest shore. And yet the fact is, my friends, peace is right here, right now, if you just give yourself a few minutes. And I like this piece of music because it's 5 minutes and 39 seconds. How many people don't have 5 minutes and 39 seconds to give to their journey for peace? Breathing in through the soles of your feet, as your no- though your nose is there. I would like you to pull your energy up the front of your calves, up your thighs, across to your tailbone, and release the fear that is holding you to this planet. And begin to feel the wonderful joy of God in your life as you breathe. And as you pull in your breath, say, only I can be me. Pull the breath up and have it be fearless, creative, healing breath. Feel the breath coursing through your body and healing you. Loving breath. Forgiving. Forgive those. And as you come to the voice chakra, the throat chakra, Would you please pause for a moment and please 
make a list if you have anyone in your life that you are holding negative feelings about and say their name and send them all you want in your life. Meditating isn't about holding your breath. It's about sipping in air and joining with God. The breath of God. Pull your breath up to the top of your head. Act as though you have a baseball cap and now let that breath go out through your crown chakra and merge with the breath of God as you reach out your right hand and take the hand of God beside you. You are never alone. Flow out, I am enough, and take the hand of another listener's God with your left hand so that we form a circle that is always open for new listeners of human God, human God. Continue to breathe, knowing that you are a part, a needed part of all that is, and letting go of those that you have allowed to come into your life over whom you have no power or control. Letting go of the need to control. Now, know that you will, if you can practice letting go, you will see the new dawn. And I'm going to play dawn. I'm going to lower it a little so that we as a unit, as we as a group, as a circle, can send loving thoughts to the universe because because it is by joining our minds together 
that we create a powerful energy wave of love, of caring, of kindness. And that is what is needed to break the bond of evil and negative energy that seems to be inculcating our world. Frankly, friends, what war isn't about trying to make someone else do what you want them to do? And if you believe that you have an ignoble motive, you are definitely noble in your beliefs then one must ask, how are you showing that? As we move into the dawn, I would like you a very short piece, four minutes and 19 seconds. I would like you to think of where you were on 9-11 and what emotions you were feeling. Were you rushing to the church to pray for those poor souls that thought this was a way? That this was the way? Or were you pounding sabers or rattling sabers and pounding guns? We need to attack the dawn. Divine One on either side of me and surrounding the circle in every seat is a part of all that is. We have come to this stage to experience the joy of reawakening of, to our ability to love. To feel the wonder and excitement of knowing we are enough and letting go of the need to satisfy everyone while embracing within us that glistening beautiful gem of divinity that challenges us to love others as we would love ourselves. And I put the word wood in there because so many people love. Divine One do not love themselves because others in their minds find them lacking. Let us learn to love ourselves. And as we shape and mold ourselves to be loving, caring beings, to recognize and open the light To be a source of light, then we will truly be able to recognize that everyone is equal, everyone is worthy of love. And when we come to a situation, a stage, where love is not present, we do our part with dignity, with honor, and know that we are enough, just as we are. We send prayers of hope for the benefit of all. We ask that people learn to be satisfied 
with being equal. We ask this in the name of all that is, which is all there is. Feel the presence of God surrounding you and know you are never alone. All you need to do is reach out your hand. Once again, the call-in number here is 646-595-3584 if you'd like to talk. And let's now look at the four agreements by Don Miguel Reese. Just historically, for all of you, Don Miguel Reese is a Toltec. There are stories uh, how in South America the Mayans disappeared. We all hear about the Mayan calendar. Um, Very enlightened beings who could hear and uh, mentally, mental telepathy, I think it's called. Similar stories are all around the planet. There's the story of Atlantis um, and a kingdom in the bottom of the ocean uh, that suddenly disappeared. There's stories of uh, people or groups of people in Egypt disappearing. There's stories around the earth of enlightened beings having lived on this planet and left messages that could be passed on by others to help those who are indigenous to this planet survive in peace with one another. The Toltecs are a group of people who have been left with the divine ability to pass on those messages. There are many, many messengers in our society, folks, sometimes inadvertent messengers who may only be delivering delivering one word to you, one word that pulls all the other words in the sentences together for you. It's an aha moment, an epiphany. Listen with the ears of those who speak. Listen for why they are sharing what they are sharing. And if it's uplifting, then consider it. If it is degrading, leave it in the evil nest from which it came. Don't engage. Don't become part of it. Leave it. And as appropriate... Depending on the environment, you may need to complain if it persists. But sometimes, kind words in the face of adversity can actually remove the adversity. So what does Don Miguel Reese say? Four agreements, very simple. Number one. Be impeccable with your word. Big word impeccable. Does that mean that I need to use big words? No. Speak with integrity. That means speak your truth. Don Miguel Reese is not about the idea that you need to adopt someone else's ideas. In fact, he recognizes that for every citizen in the world, there is a different perception and a different set of ideas for every circumstance. And what we have done is reach kind of a compromise or consensus. And if a compromise or consensus does not fit in a loving way, it does not uplift people, then you should speak against it. 
But you're not speaking against people. You're speaking against an idea. Endeavor, endeavor to not speak negatively about others, but instead to see more in them than they are showing you. Because we are all a part of God. God said to us, I am that. And we are that. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Not truth alone, because truth alone is what creates the chaos. It's truth and love together. The team of truth and love. Love one another. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How would you want to be treated in this circumstance? My friends, if we would all treat people the way we want to be treated, we would all be pulling plows and there would be no need for weapons. We would all be sowing the seeds of love. We would be taking care of one another. We wouldn't be making election decisions based on whether those who have less deserve less medical care than those who have more. We wouldn't be creating us and them camps. As Pink Floyd said, us, us, us and them, we are all just ordinary men. Truth and love. Don't take anything personally. Hard, huh? When it's you that's being attacked. But the person isn't doing it as much because of you as they are doing it because of themselves. They are making a statement about themselves. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Why? Because you will know I am enough. I am a needed part of all that is. I am a vital gem in the ring of life. I am valued and I am loved by God. All I need to do is reach out my hand and take the hand of God at any time. I've often, I studied the book of Job when I was in undergraduate school, and I I don't know, you know, I don't know if I was old enough to really understand what was going on there. And I'm not sure, there's probably a million theorists out there or religious scholars, and I am not a religious scholar. But you know what the book of Job, have you all noticed that we go to our Jobs every day? Do you know what the book of Job is about? The book of Job is about the fact that when we are in a room, so is God. We're not there alone. 
And somehow when you know that you are linked to God so vitally that every time you move, God moves with you, it helps you stay silent unless what you have to say improves the moment. The Dalai Lama has said, if what you have to say does not make the situation better, it is generally better not to say it. So if you do not believe that you can shape and change the situation, that you can help people see it in a broader, more loving way, then it is better to stay silent at that moment. That doesn't mean forever. It's at that moment. Look for the right moment to speak so that the right words flow from your mouth as though put in your brain by God. And everyone has those moments. Don't make assumptions is the third rule. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life, and that is true. Rather than being the expert in the field and challenging what someone says, ask graceful, loving questions that challenges the speaker to think about what he or she is saying, to cut out the negative energy of it, and to infuse the moment with clear, loving energy. I have met very few people that when confronted with the full implications of what they are saying through graceful questioning that a conceded, a compromise interpretation doesn't walk out of the room. When people are on the same page and are listening. But what you need to understand, even when you ask questions, is people view the world according to their life experiences. So no two people see the world the same way. No two people do, my friends. And as a consequence, sometimes a good result can come from something that you may not perceive. To be quite frank with you, a good result has come from my being bullied, not only because I've stood up for it, but because I have come leaps and bounds in letting go of the need to be embraced and loved always by everyone. That's an impossible thing. My people-pleasing needs have been tempered immensely. I'm letting go of the illusion that there's anything I can do to make everyone happy. That's a good thing. That's a lesson I chose to learn in this way. And now I no longer need to learn that lesson. Everyone is exactly who they need to be. And I would encourage those of you who would like to have an electronic copy of my book, Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired You, I don't encourage you to buy one. It's ridiculous. Well, I guess you can get it for a cheap price on, like, your iPhone or something or your iPad. Um, But I'll give you one for free. Just send me an email here and just say, Uniquely Me. And with your email address, and I'll send it to you. A divinely inspired book for sure. And what's the final rule? 
Always do your best. Always do your best. I love this rule because it's not only an absolute rule in the word, always do your best, but it's a flexible rule in the application. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best. And you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. And what is not said there is your best is once again going to be grounded in truth and love. Four simple rules. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. Four forward-looking, loving, caring words, or rules, excuse me, designed to remind you that you are in control only of you. And other people have lessons to learn on in life in the instances that you find yourself, in the circumstance that you are experiencing. Everything isn't about you. But in every circumstance, you can only control you. You can be your highest self or not. That is your choice. That is your choice. It looks like we have about two minutes left here today. Let me see what music we have, and maybe we can just do a little quiet... You know, I I bounced around here so long that I lost some of my music. I used to have a wonderful music library. Now it's kind of short. Um, Here's a meditation that's called Find Yourself. Let's listen. What, what, What is love? Breathing in through your feet. I am enough. Breathing out. I am a loved. Go through your day today holding the hand of God. If you have a choice about how to act, and you always do, turn. Turn to your God and ask God, to be with you in your decision, to be with you throughout the day. And as you live a God-driven life in all parts of your life, the promised journey to peace will reach a destination. And I say a destination as opposed to the destination because we are in a human form and we know peace. But unfortunately, sometimes we set it aside and decide to dive into the battle. And the glory of having learned where peace is, of knowing the muscle place in your body, the feeling of peace and how you got there is you can reclaim it. Do so. Don't ever let it go. Remember where you left it. I send to you love. Namaste. Saluting your inner divinity. Until next week. This is You Are Okay with Mara. Mara.